The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. co-host to, to join us but you know how it is in this day and age if you don't have internet you have nothing right so we're just waiting on him to come in and uh, I'll proceed without my first take we need to congratulate the NCAA men and women so last week we had the the championships and so the UConn men and the LSU women salute congratulations you guys did the doggone thing and so right now for the next year, you can be called champions. A lot of controversy, especially with the ladies. And man, forget about the noise. Women and athletes are going to talk. You're going to talk. So leave that alone. Can we just appreciate and enjoy the game? There's going to be back and forth banter. There's going to be some S talking. You know, people are going to be talking at the side of their neck. That's okay. That's all in competition. As long as we're not vulgar, violent, you know, or really uh, disrupting the game itself. Enjoy the game. Let's not, I don't want to believe that it's a black and white thing. And y'all know what I'm talking about. If you're in the news, Caitlin Clark, you know, white girl who talks a lot of trash, probably the best basketball, female basketball player. And some are saying the best basketball player in, in the nation, probably in the world. And then you got your LSU uh, uh, girl, you know, pointing to her finger and talking that talk. That's okay. Who happens to be black? Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay. Leave it alone. LSU, you're the champions. You deserve to be champions and all that other side chatter. Let it be. As long as you're at the top, people will talk about you. UConn didn't surprise a lot of people. However, the men, UConn against San Diego State. Now you want to talk about a Cinderella story, San Diego State, who saw that coming? I have some people in my family that attended the fine school, San Diego, San Diego State, and I know they were somewhat disappointed because you get that far, you want to win, but they did not win. However, they showed and they showed and played hard and played with their heart, very respectable. I will tell you what I was looking at in the game was how built the Aztecs were for San Diego. Looked like they stepped off the football field to play basketball. So I want to say to this training staff over there, those guys are built for the duration, but came up short in the big dance. Congratulations for showing up all the same. UConn with just deeper, better bench. They made more shots than you did. So um, congratulations to UConn again. Congratulations to the LSU Lady Tigers for winning and the championship. 
I want to cut to the masters just, just for a little bit because I'm not a golf head. I'm not a golf head like that. Uh, I only tune in to, for Tiger and, and that's about it. So Saturday, Sunday, I'm looking for him with this traditional red on and going up the 18th green and getting ready to tip the crowd because he's going to win. But on this masters, it, it wasn't Tiger. You limped uh, on Saturday, Sunday, you did, you made the cut. Thank goodness you made the cut, but you may as well not have uh, maybe took a spot from somebody else. I don't know how it all works. I hate seeing my professionals, my stars limp, through the last part of their career. And that's what you're doing. So you're still feeling the effects of the car accident, which happened a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, 18 holes for four days, especially the masters, the heels, the terrain, and the, the drive, the, gore, the torque that you put on your body, your ankle, your legs. Wow, you're asking a lot. But what I will say, uh, because of the medicine and the science behind everything and your recovery, and you did not lose your leg. Wow, it is remarkable. So who am I to say you can't play? You shouldn't play. It's hard to see. It's it's as, at the same time, you're remarkable to see you playing the game that you love, what you brought so much attention to. And so I, I, one part, I salute you for giving it the try, but uh, I, I just, you're, you're that guy. Uh, when it comes to golfing, you're that guy, you're elite status. I just hate seeing you. Remind me of Willie Mays, the Joe Namath's man, their last uh, few years, just a shadow of yourselves. And I hate seeing it. That's just me. Just hate seeing it. Football. What are you guys going to do, Ravens? Okay, okay, okay. You signed OBJ. But you don't still don't have a quarterback right now. On this show, we talked about Lamar Jackson as the QB, you guys should have signed uh, years ago. It should not have gone this far, but you still don't have a quarterback signed. The, the whole offense is geared around Lamar. You get OBJ, the assumption is Lamar is going to be there. They would have, you, he would not have signed OBJ if Lamar wasn't, wasn't, wasn't going to be the quarterback. That's an assumption. He hasn't signed on the dotted line just yet. So, um, I like the signing of OBJ. I like what he brings. As long as he just keeps it on the field, doesn't bring the attitude. But attitude is okay. You know, you just want a little bit of uh, uh, that that roughneck kind of kind of receiver or player. Yeah, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, you do want that guy. But uh, I like to think that OBJ is going to be a valued asset. But I want to know who's going to be throwing him the ball. So Ravens. Did you bring the cart before the horse? I don't know. I don't know. Sign Lamar. Sign him yesterday. Because they're going to have to get synced up. They're going to have to go to OTAs together. They need to go get preseason. They just need reps together. I'm not talking about what they may do on their own. But Lamar, um, sign. Get the best deal for you. They're not going to go five years for you on a contract. You may get three. You may get four. Better on yourself again. Sign the sign the franchise contract. The best situation, in my opinion, is you stay home. You know them; they know you. And there's uh, the offensive coordinator, the coaching staff. You know the players, and you, they just gave you a Christmas gift. Stay with the Ravens, and get out of the news. You're making too much noise.
I love this time of the year because my favorite sport is the NBA and we're in the playoffs right now, the play-in games. Okay, so tonight we got Miami against Atlanta for the play, the seventh, eighth seed, playing for the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we also have in the Western Conference tonight, we got the Timberwolves against the Lakers. I just want to stay right there right now, just for a few minutes. Timberwolves, Rudy Gobert. On your last game of the season, you really want to punch a teammate to jeopardize your your season, maybe even your career. I don't know how. Well, the team suspended him for punching his own teammate on the sidelines the last game of the season. So they suspended him, and he won't be available for this playing game tonight against the Lakers. All hands on deck. You need Rudy Gobert because he is a shot blocker. He's a run protector. And you're going to stop people from driving the lane. Well, without you, you got Cat, but, and they got a, a, a another, no, as a matter of fact, their backup center is gone. And then you got a wing player, McDaniels, who punched the wall because he got his foul, and, they, and he breaks his hand. So the Timberwolves, I said earlier, the Lakers will play whoever, or the, you play whoever's in front of you. The Lakers are going to play the Timberwolves, and they're not fully assembled. Do I feel sorry for them? No, I don't feel sorry for them. What I'm trying to say is professionals, please act and be professional. You know how many little kids are out there watching y'all? Do you know how many kids are out there watching y'all? Heck, I'm the biggest kid. But you can't. They say it happens all the time, whether you're uh, squabbling, arguing, confrontational. But you cannot. You cannot. You cannot do Draymond Green and Jordan. You can't do it. Just can't do it. So you guys lose. Gobert, it's going to be pinned on you. Yeah, you're not out of the play-in because you'll play again against the winner of the, uh, uh, the the Pelicans and OKC in the West. But that's just not how the, you want to be fully assembled at your strength, at your strongest, to be able to go against whoever the opponent is. In this case, it's the Lakers. Okay. So the Lakers are playing pretty good ball. They're, they're, that's my team. And I'm I'm representing them well. I'm unapologetic a Laker fan. But I'm going to be fair. Uh, I do. We talked about it here before. I do like what Rob Polinka, which is the general manager for the Lakers, I like what he's done. Ham, rookie coach. I like what he's done. But right now, none of that matters. you got to win tonight. Lakers, you got to win tonight. You do not want to subject yourself to another game, potential injury, win tonight, and then you can play the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's what we want to do. A lot of talk about the MVP. We've discussed it on here. Uh, you got between Giannis, Jokic, and then you got the uh, MB. Well, I, I don't know if any of those are wrong. Honestly, I watch a lot of basketball guys, and I don't know who of those three really stand out. So if you want to talk about the best player in the league, the best player in the league, man, it has to be Giannis, but he didn't play enough games, nor did he, he was in, he's, it was inconsistent this year. So the most consistent per person this year was probably Embiid. Uh, Jokic probably took himself out of the running. The Denver Nuggets probably uh, helped him get, come out of the running because Later in the season, they weren't as good. Uh, the 76ers, pretty consistent, but Milwaukee.
That's where you would argue for Giannis is because he's playing on the best team right now with the best record. And so uh, of those three, you don't give a lifetime achievement award. And so Embiid has been the runner up the last two years. Jokic has won it the last two years. I still think Giannis is the best player, but Embiid will probably win it. Did I muddy the water anymore? <laughs> I probably did. But who is your MVP? We want to hear from you. So hit us up on Facebook or any of our, our feeds. And tweet to us. Let us know what you think. And we're going to break. Be right back. We're going to stay in the NBA because I had a couple of questions. Now, a lot of in the in, in the West, the Western Conference I'm talking about, the Dubs, man, really had a tough year, especially on the road. And they are now the sixth seed. They will play a, be playing against Sacramento. I'm really interested in that. And here's why. Mike Brown was last year on the Dubs sideline. Now he's the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. So that is going to be interesting because I think, well, well, you need to know who Mike Brown was. He was the defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coach for the reigning champs. Now he's the coach for the Kings who can't play defense. And he's going to be able to tell their players how to play against the Devils. Okay, we're talking about the Golden State Warriors. So I'm going to be really interested in that matchup. I'm going to watch all the games, but I'm interested in that matchup for that storyline, the old coach against his old team, against a team, the Kings, who are third in the West, nobody saw that coming, who are respectable, playing offense out of their mind, but don't play a lick of defense. And for all that hard work this year, you get a chance to play the first round against the, the Golden State Warriors. Interesting, interesting. So is it a road? game which again on the on the road the dubs haven't done very well the warriors haven't done very well all season long but heck it's only going to sacramento what is that 45 minute bus ride what is that but it's still the old days the arco arena man those fans were crazy you can youtube it look back on those lakers and and sacramento king games man the cowbells ringing and it's been 16 years since they've been in the playoffs. So it's going to be a raucous crowd. It's going to be on and popping. So the dubs, you're going to have your hands full because of that old coach, because of the crowd, and you haven't done very well. But the heart of a champion, Rudy Tomjanovich said it best. You can never underestimate the heart of a champion. You still got that championship DNA. You got Curry, you got Thompson, you got Green, you got Curry, you got pool inconsistent pool you got Peyton who can play defense and get on Fox just wear him down Fox is very good they just know how to play so are they older yes they are older but they know what it takes at this time of the year my question to you will they repeat they're the only team that can can they get from the sixth seed and go to the Western Conference Finals I believe they can I believe everybody is sore hurting, limping into the playoffs. I believe everybody, after an 82-game season, I believe everybody a little dinged up. 
But the Warriors, after the Lakers, they are my second team. I don't fear Denver. I don't. You're the number one seed in the West. I don't fear it. Matter of fact, I wish we were the eighth seed so we can play you. That's okay. I can. We will beat you like we did in the bubble. Jokic, the only all-star, the only threat to me, yeah, you got Jamal Murray, but you really don't have a bitch. You don't have any go-to players. And, and, and so these first-round matchups are going to be very, very interesting. Whoever comes out of the seventh and eighth seed playing against Memphis and, and Denver can beat Memphis or Denver because Memphis is hurt. They've lost a couple of their players. Adams, who hasn't played. Uh, their backup center, who hasn't played, who's, broke, who's out for the season. So um, going to be very, very interesting. I think the, the number one and number two seeds for the West are susceptible. Next week, we'll talk about the East. But this week, it's gonna, we're going to stay West-centric. Clippers are formidable, but with Paul George hurt, uh, and they're the fifth seed, they're going up against Phoenix. Phoenix needs to be mentioned because you got Kevin Durant. You got Chris Paul. You got Durantula. You got Booker. Yeah, you can score, but can you stop anybody? So how far will that take you? In the playoffs, the team, the game slows down quite a bit. So the Suns are respectable because they can score on either a wing. Uh, Durant could post you up. Booker could post you up. Depends on the size of the guard that they have and their prolific scores. And right now, CP3, because other teams are doubling either Booker or Durant, CP, uh, Chris Paul is wide open and he's knocking down his three. So you got to pick your poison and don't forget, uh, you got eight in the middle. So on offense, very formidable. Going against the Clippers. The Clippers are still good, but without Paul George, I don't think they're good enough. However, I give a slight edge to to the Phoenix Suns in that particular matchup. Seventh and eighth seeds, like I said, the playing is going on. It's still going to be decided. Uh, the West is a mess, but I love it because of the eight, any one of them can represent uh, the, the Western Conference. Does that mean we're dominant? No. There is a parity? Yes. Uh, and and it, we're one ankle twist away from you being out of the playoffs altogether, whether you're the Lakers, the Suns, uh, OKC, and New Orleans, Zion. Let's stay there just for a minute. Wow. What you would have been with him. And you guys have been hurt, man, all year long. Uh, I almost feel sorry for you because you guys have so much going on. You even got... Uh, um, Alvarado, who's not even being able to suit up, which is your little engine that could off coming off the bench. So uh, beating OKC is going to be very, very hard because OKC is long. They're young. They're very athletic. And they don't know better. <laughs> they really don't know better. So interesting to see this Western Conference uh, tip off tonight. You got the, like I said, you got the Lakers and you got the uh, uh, Timberwolves tonight for the play-in. And then for the East, I'll just talk about the play-in, but we'll break down the East uh, playoffs next week. You got Miami and, and, and Atlanta. Atlanta being on the road, I watched the game a little bit before we tuned in tonight, and Atlanta was taking their lunch. <laughs> so I don't know which Atlanta team is really going to show up in the playoffs 
And I don't know, uh, Miami, you haven't done well to me all year, as well as you've done last year. So, uh, yeah, I dropped something. <laughs> so we'll see how that shakes out. We'll talk some more about that next week. I'm going to my final take. <clears throat> Three, two, one. I just want to uh, say thank you all for tuning in again, our friends and our family, uh, our loved ones, wherever you are. Um, thank you for being loyal. Thank you for listening. We do want to know what's going on in your sports world today. My last take. Well, gun control. I don't have an answer. I don't have a solution. But I'll, every morning, every morning I wake up and I'm hearing another school shooting or a mass shooting. And it is, it's, it hurts my heart. And I will start where I can in the home. Parents, please secure your, your guns. Okay, our kids should not have an opportunity to get to them. I'm not talking about the adults who legally purchase. I'm not talking about the every crazy person that's out there. I just know a kid, a six-year-old in Virginia, should not be shooting his teacher. And they're going to prosecute the mother. I get all that. We need to teach gun safety. We need to talk about respect of the gun and pulling the trigger. I wish we could do better as a people. That's what I want. But let's start where we can. Secure your guns, lock them up. I understand using your gun if you feel threatened. I do. I don't own a gun, but I know everybody should have a right to bear arms to protect themselves. I get that. But to go out on a killing spree, I don't understand it. I, I don't have the mind of that person and I won't try to understand it. What I think about is the loss of life, innocence, whether they're children or co-workers, it hurts me to my core. I'm praying for this nation. I'm praying for those across the world who feel that's the only answer that they have is to pick up a gun and to shoot somebody else. I'm praying for you, your soul. I'm praying for your spirit. <clears throat> May God enter into your life and that you find you know, your way out of the darkness and into the light. That's another episode of Taking It to the House, and I'm signing out.